Hi everyone, how are we doing? My name is Anna, welcome to the first episode of 20 Something Scaries, my brand new podcast. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for listening. Well, I hope you stay and listen to the rest. This podcast is something I've wanted to do for a really, really long time. And I thought, you know, just before 2023, let's get out of my own way and let's give it a go. I mean, you never know unless you try, right? And your 20s is all about making mistakes and learning. So maybe, I'm hoping this won't be a mistake, but here we are. So as I said before, my name is Anna. If you don't know me, I am 25. So I'm right slap bang in the mid-20s. It's the sort of age where I want to start saying 20-something instead of 25. (laughs) I don't want people to know the second number, which is so bad, because I'd never look at any other 25-year-old and go, you're old, but when it comes to myself, I'm like, oh, she's over the hill, she's going down. So yes, this podcast is for anyone, not just those of us in our 20s. If you are in your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s even, and you've somehow stumbled across this podcast, please do stay and have a listen. I'd love to hear your thoughts on what you think your 20s were like versus now you can head on over to our instagram and you can have your say over there if you're in your teens and you found this hi welcome brace yourselves your 20s are coming (laughs) i hope this podcast can give you a little bit of insight into what it is like being a 20 something in 2022 it's a roller coaster and i think there's a lot of confusion and already the response that I've had from just posting about this podcast on our Instagram is amazing and I'm so so thankful for the support thank you so much if you've sent in any submissions if you haven't or you didn't know we had Instagram and you'd like to please head over to at 20 something scaries on Instagram it's written out in full all in lowercase so the word 20 not 20 and there'll be polls over there so you can have your say in those I'm going to ask you guys questions for each episode and if you have any dilemmas please write them in if you've got anything that you're struggling with that you think other people might be able to relate to please please if you feel like you can write in have a write in it will all be anonymous and it would be really great to help you guys out I mean not that I'm some font of knowledge but a little agony aunt ask Anna section could be really fun and I feel like in a lot of my friendship groups, I'm the mum friend. Somehow I'm the one that people turn to for advice, even though I never follow my own. So I don't really know how I've ended up with that role, but maybe I can help you guys out a little bit. So let's get started. We're going to talk about quite a few things today. We're going to talk about the pressures of being in your 20s and this invisible timeline that everyone seems to have and what we thought we would have accomplished by now that maybe we haven't and we're going to have a little laugh at ourselves. So I'll see you in a sec. Enjoy. First of all, how has everyone's week been? I hope it's been good. I've had a great week. I did a little corporate acting gig, which is really, really exciting. That's like my little win of the week. Every week I want to talk about something that I feel like I won at. And if you guys have any weekly wins, please send them over on the Instagram because I'd love to talk about those too. Just for a little bit of light in the general darkness that is the world at the minute. And I just did a food shop at Lidl for £16. I was really chuffed with that. That is definitely a weekly win. I normally shop at Aldi because I live right by one or Tesco for like a couple of branded bits. If I'm, if I go to the gym, it's up that side of town. So I'll just pop to Tesco because it's, because it's easy. It's convenient. Uh, but Lidl was amazing. It's the first time I've been to the Lidl in my town. I've been, I've shopped at Lidl before, but never this one. Cracking deals. 
So I'm, I'm chuffed. I'm in a great mood today. I hope you're all good too. Let's get in to the very first section of what we discussed on the Instagram. So I asked you guys over on Instagram this week, what is something that you thought you would have achieved by now that you haven't? And the submissions were great. I was, they really tickled me. I was having a little laugh to myself. And it's nice that we can all kind of poke fun at all these big things that we thought we would have done by now. And now we're all at that age and we understand how absolutely ridiculous most of them are. (laughs) So when I was a kid, I thought, 25? Yeah, sure. Be married. Engaged. You know, kid on the way. That sort of vibe. Uh, Not the case. Absolutely not the case. And wouldn't want it to be the case. So I think, I don't know. I feel like I'm not alone in that one. Let's get into the DMs. So here I've got married, buy a house, lol. Oh, I'm going to get into the buy a house one in a second because that is a whole, that is a whole minefield, isn't it? I mean, in this day and age, it's almost impossible to do by yourself. And that is 100% a generational difference because our parents' generation typically could do that. They could buy a house back when they were in their 20s for what, 40k? If you're up north, like 40k? What are you going to find for 40k these days? A shoebox. You you won't. You won't even find a shoebox. A tarpaulin to live under. Honestly, it's... The housing market is absolutely insane and I am by no means an expert on it, but I would love to do a whole episode on that at some point and get someone who really knows what they're talking about in and maybe they could give you some advice on how to actually make that achievable. But I think most people that I know that own property own with a partner. So that's, what's it called? So I heard someone else say it, like single tax, single occupant tax, single person tax. So I, not many people know this unless you're sort of someone that I see in my day-to-day life because I didn't really post about it on social media at the time but I've actually lived by myself for a year now and I'm aware what a privilege that is and how lucky I am and I'd be happy to talk more about my own experience on it if that's something you guys would like to hear because I'm I am fully aware that that's not something that many 25 year olds can do don't get me wrong I'm not here going oh my god yeah everyone should live by themselves because that's not financially an easy thing to do or an accessible thing to do which I think is why I kind of didn't really post about it or talk about it because I feel like a lot of questions come with it and I didn't want to say the wrong thing so yeah let me know if you guys want to hear a little bit more about that and maybe I can talk about that and also um it's a bit scary to say that I live by myself no one come and murder me please I'm really not that interesting you don't need to yeah I'm not an interesting murder victim thank you so much got always said I'd be married by 25 what a fucking joke yeah um same girl (laughs) that is absolutely one that a lot of people have said I've got one here going thought I'd be married with kids by 25 I think as I said before that's something that the generation before us kind of did do so no wonder we all thought we'd be able to do that or that we would want to do that but I don't know about you guys with COVID I feel like I deserve a few years knocked off my age screw being 25 I want to be 23 and the things that a 23-year-old wants to do, at least 23-year-old me, she was not ready for babies. 25-year-old me is not ready for babies or a ring on her finger. And the thing that I think is really scary about being in your 20s is that some people are doing that. I know people with babies that are my age. I know people that are getting married that are my age. My best friend has two weddings to go to next year for girls that she met at uni. Two of her best friends are both getting married. Two people they met at uni. And your 20s are a really hard time because it's the first time if you went through further education if you went 
to uni it's kind of the first time that we're out in the world by ourselves and there's no rule book anymore and you can just do essentially within reason whatever you want or you have to pick you have to make those decisions so I think that's why half of us are there going oh I had burnt toast for dinner and half of us are parents or expecting parents or you know are planning honeymoons honestly cannot relate but great for those of you who are in that position had a boyfriend had a boyfriend I've got someone here say had a boyfriend and someone else say be in at least one long-term relationship this is something that I think needs to be spoken about more because I you guys are not alone those of you who have submitted this I know multiple people in their 20s who have not had long-term relationships and I know people that haven't had sex in their 20s and I think there's this massive pressure to appear like you're chosen I think that's where a lot of the worries come about relationships people feel like oh if you've never had a boyfriend or you've never had sex or you've never hit those things that people think stereotypically you would have hit by this age that you're not chosen for some reason it's it's like oh well why what's wrong with you nothing is wrong with you I just want to make that clear it's I'm sure you know that but I think being single in your 20s is such a valuable thing I am currently not single but I was for about two and a half years in my early 20s I got out of my first relationship when I was 21 ish I think and I could not be more grateful to my past self for being single for those two years it was the best thing I ever did. I went on a couple of first dates, but I never really went past a first date. And that was just because I didn't meet anyone that I wanted to spend an extended amount of time with. I was too busy focusing on my career, on my training. I was in drama school at the time. So I was just busy focusing on myself and taking that time to be selfish and single was the best thing because I really grew into what I like to think is a better version of myself. I feel like, I like to think I'm like a fine wine, you know? just growing better with age. I think that's a really positive way to look at growing through your 20s, because if not, I might have a small crisis at the fact that I'm now 25 and next year I'm 26. Let's move on to the next one. That I'd own a home by 30, as I said, it's highly unachievable and I would really like to get someone who is an expert to come in and talk about that because I do not know enough, but it is, it's, it's an absolute privilege if you can own a home, for sure. I thought I'd have my own house and a clear career path. I have no idea how anyone does. We've covered the house bit, but let's talk about career because, amen, sister. I have no idea how anyone has a clear career path. I am 25 and I have no idea what I'm doing with my life. Now, as I said, I went to drama school. I trained as an actor. And that is, anyone else who is a performer who might be listening to this, you know, it's a completely unstable career. You're self-employed and you never have any idea how much money's going to come into the bank one month and you never know if you're going to have to suddenly quit all of your survival jobs uproot your whole life and move away for an acting job and that can be quite scary because it's really hard to commit to other life plans for years I never booked a holiday because I was like oh but what if I get an audition I'm telling you now guys book the holidays I mean it will probably (laughs) manifest the biggest audition of your career into your life at the most inconvenient time but hey you can deal with that dilemma when you get to it and if not you've gone on an amazing holiday I I'm not going, I'm trying to make the choice to not put my life on hold for the potential of an acting job. I'm going to keep hustling. I'm going to keep doing what I have to do behind the scenes to get me to where I want to be. But I'm also going to nourish and enjoy the other parts of my life. 
like my friendships, my relationship, my living situation, my hobbies. I want to do a whole episode on hobbies as a 20-year-old, 20-something-year-old, because I think there's a massive pressure to monetize all of your hobbies. We'll do a whole other episode on that, so I won't get into that too much. But let me know if you feel that way too. I feel like hustle culture is very much a thing. And if you if you enjoy something, it's like, right, how can you make money from this? I think it's so valuable to just have something that you enjoy that is just for fun and just for you. But clear career path. If anyone knows how to figure out what you're doing with your life, please let me know. You're not the only one in my DMs, the person who sent this in, that said this. Career-wise, you do not have to decide what you want to do right now. Think about it. We, If you go to uni, you choose your degree when you're, what, 17, 18? That is so young. That is so young. And let's put it into context. My dad has had, oh, gosh, so many different jobs. I wish I could tell you what all of them were. I feel like a terrible daughter that I can't, but... When he was my age, when he was 25, he had just quit being a teacher. My dad is not a teacher. He never went back to teaching. And he went on to some amazing jobs that, you know, took him to different places and gave him so many different life experiences. And he's ended up where he is now. And if he decided, no, I have to stay as a teacher because that's what I want to do. That's what I told myself I wanted to do when I was God knows how young and I have to stick to it and I'm not allowed to change my mind where would he be now? Maybe he never would have met my mum because they met at work in one of his later jobs. Maybe I wouldn't exist. You know, it's it's okay to change your mind. Changing your mind is not giving up. And I think that's really important to address because a lot of people, including myself, I feel that if I want to try something and then I back out and I go, actually, that's not for me, I get this impending sense of failure and doom. And you're never going to know if you like something unless you try. And there's nothing wrong with going, actually, that isn't for me and taking a step away from it. In fact, that's really brave to do in a world where you're kind of, it's kind of implied that you should be good at everything that you try. Or at least that's the way I feel. I'm a perfectionist, so I hate not doing well at things. Is anyone else the same as me there? Let me know if you feel me. Be able to drive. That's such a fair one. Honestly, the only reason I can drive is because I grew up in the absolute back of beyond and there was no public transport where I grew up. So if I hadn't learned to drive, my parents would have had to continue to ferry me around to every club and every time I wanted to meet my friends because none of them lived like a walking distance from where I was. So being able to drive is an amazing skill and it is something that is, I mean, it's changed my life. I love the freedom that it gives me, but it's also really expensive. A car, lessons, you know, I, it took me a couple of tries to pass my test and you have to pay a fee every time, don't you? Yeah, I'm admitting that on the podcast, guys. I did not pass my test first time or second time. It was my third time. <laughs> but I like to think those extra tries just made me extra safe, you know, super safe driver. I have loads of friends that grew up in London and who needs a car in London? Who wants a car in London? First of all, I'd be so paranoid that if I left it on the street, someone was going to hit it. And there's public transport, which is better for the environment. You know, the tube, as grimy as it is, it's really convenient. So... I totally get that. Thought I would have moved out of my parents' house. This is one that I can really relate to, and I'm sure a lot of you listening can. I know a lot of people my age that currently live with their parents, and I don't think any of them thought that's where they were going to be. At the start of the pandemic, I moved back in with my parents, and I really think if COVID hadn't happened, I never would have moved back home. 
And it kind of caused this weird yo-yo effect where I'd move out to London for a couple of months and then move home because there was another lockdown. Or I'd move out on a six-month contract and then I ended up back home before I ended up in my current place. And I mean, if you love living at home with your parents, if it helps you save money, if you're happy, if that family time is great for you, that is amazing. Hold on to that. Do not feel any pressure to move out if you are happy where you are. But I understand for a lot of people that moving back in with family as an adult can be really challenging. And if that is the situation for you, I really hope that you're able to move out when it feels right for you and that your situation clears itself up because I understand how challenging that can be. But please, please, if you're listening to this and you live at home, do not feel guilty or like you're a step behind because you're really not. I know people from... who I was speaking to someone the other day, actually, who's in, I think, their 50s, and they were saying that they lived at home until 27. So it's not even just a modern-day thing. Like, it happens. I know people that, you know, spend a lot of time at home, even if they have a tenancy somewhere else. Family time is a wonderful thing. And trying to save money, I mean, the cost of living right now is madness. Everyone's aware of that. So... If you're paying rent at home, if you're not paying rent at home, if it's a good way for you to just live your life, if it's near to your work, do not feel guilty. That's a really normal thing. Uh, What else have we got here? Thought I would have started my own business. Damn. I mean, does being self-employed count as my own business? I guess I'm a business owner then. That's a really cool thing to like have imagined that you were going to do. And if you want to do that, you can still do it. Just do it. You can so go for it. Why don't you challenge yourself to do like the starting steps? It's like how I always wanted to do a podcast or a YouTube channel or something when I was younger, but I just was like, oh no, that first step, I don't know how to take it. So you know what I did? I got on Google and I looked up how to start a podcast and here I am recording it. And who knows if it's going to be any good, but hopefully you guys are enjoying it so far. And I think taking that first step normally gets the ball rolling. We want progress, not perfection here progress and taking a little step is better than nothing i understand it's not as easy as just like clicking your fingers and having a business appear but i bet there's some people that we could talk to that could give us some really great advice on that so i'll look into that if anyone would be interested in hearing be in my forever job and have a steady job yeah honestly i think the concept of a forever job is a really mad one because who says we have to stay in one job forever you don't if you find a job and you love it and you want to do it forever that's amazing but as I said before about my dad there is nothing wrong with chopping and changing and changing your mind and don't let anyone tell you there is if you want to be a doctor and then you start medical school and you go actually no I hate this let's go into law do it that's absolutely fine it's really brave to take those steps one of my really good friends was actually a nurse And in her 20s, she decided that wasn't making her happy anymore. And she went and trained as a patisserie chef. And now she's an unbelievable pastry chef. Her work is absolutely gorgeous. And she seems 10 times happier. So, you know, if that says anything, it says that you should follow your gut and your intuition and don't be afraid to change paths. You can always change back. Nothing is permanent. Well, some things are permanent, but I'm pretty sure career choices don't have to be. I've also got here, I thought I would meet the love of my life at uni. This is one that I think our generation really all thought that we'd do. I definitely thought this. I think it's because that's where a lot of our parents met. But now, I mean, they didn't have dating apps. And now we've got social media and we've got all these other things. That one, I think sometimes 
instills the idea in our brain that the grass is always greener somewhere else. And two, it, it means that we can access a much wider pool of people when it comes to dating. So I think it's a great thing in a way. I mean, meeting people on dating apps is kind of more of the norm these days than meeting people in person. But I think everyone kind of wants that meet cute from the movies especially at uni, you know, maybe you were walking into the same lecture and you bumped into him and dropped all your stuff on the floor and he picks it all up for you and gives it to you. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's just me being a romantic and imagining when I was a kid how I'd meet the love of my life. And I didn't meet anyone at drama school. I mean, as I said, for the first part of drama school, I was in a relationship and after that, I just wasn't even looking. But drama school isn't like the typical uni experience anyway, so the pool was much smaller. But even at uni... People are focused on other stuff now and some people maybe do meet the loves of their life at uni and they're very, very lucky if they do. But yeah, please don't feel like you're missing out if you haven't because there's plenty of ways to meet people. And the idea that you can meet someone in your 20s and be with them for the rest of your life, I think is an idea that's definitely changing. It's becoming less and less of the norm. That's what our parents did and our grandparents did when my grandparents got married I think my gran was 21 years old so you know that just shows that doesn't happen as much nowadays it does still happen but it's a lot less common it's not the norm the next one I really relate to this one says thought I would fully have my life together and not need to ask parents about anything oh my gosh I use my dad as an encyclopedia if you're listening to this David thank you so much you're a legend I the big old age of 25 I know how to use google I know how to look something up by myself, but my dad knows everything and I trust his opinion. So I guarantee you, if I need something fixing, say my light bulb's broken and I don't know how to do it, I'm asking David. If I have to make a big life decision, I'm asking David. If I've got a financial question, I'm asking my dad. And I'm so lucky that he's so patient with me about it. Uh, This is, saying it out loud is making me realise that I probably should start not doing that. (laughs) Does anyone else do that? Well, this person obviously does. I think it's so amazing if you can ask your parents about these things. I feel really lucky that my dad is so clued up and that he's so willing to share his knowledge with me and that he's so patient because I feel like I text him, what, probably once every few days with a question and he always answers, no matter what he's doing. What a legend. Problems. I would never thought that you could be causing these problems. Right, guys, now the next question I've got from Instagram was, to put a positive spin on everything, what is something you have achieved that younger you would never have fathomed? So this was really uplifting and really, really nice. I've got a lot of people saying they moved abroad or worked abroad. How amazing. That is so cool. Now, I know some of these people and they are absolutely living their best life in their new countries. And even though I miss them a lot, I could not be happier for them. I think it's so brave to move to a country where you literally know nobody. I can't imagine doing that. That's something that I'm not sure I would be able to do. So if you're the type of person that can do that, I'm really impressed. I think if there's a time to do it, now is the time. While we're in our 20s, while we're figuring stuff out. Though to be fair, if you're in your 30s or your teens or your 40s, any age, and you want to go and travel, if COVID has taught us anything, it's get on that plane when you can. Oh my goodness, I really hope that nothing like that ever happens again where people are stuck and they can't see their people and they can't go to the places that they want to be. I have a friend who got stuck in the US because of the visa situation because she couldn't get an appointment at the UK embassy for years because of the backlog from COVID. 
So it meant that she missed out on her cousin's wedding. She missed out on Christmas. And I can't, I mean, it was really heartbreaking for her. And now that she can get on a plane, she has done so much traveling. And I think she's really cool. And I hope she doesn't mind this little shout out on the podcast. If you're listening, I think you're really cool. Started my own company. So that's just like the one in my DMs from before that said they hadn't started their own business and they wanted to by now. I can set you two up. Do I need to send you each other's Instagrams? <laughs> That's amazing. So cool. That is a really amazing thing and I'm really impressed and I would love to chat to you more about that because, I mean, what an incredible thing to do so young. Amazing job. I also have this one is a really emotional one to finish on and I think it's just really uplifting and wonderful because this person said here that they have recovered from their eating disorder and that just makes my little heart I don't know, I just can't imagine how amazing that must feel when you think about younger you in that really horrible place thinking they're never going to get to the other side and now you feel like you have recovered. That is incredible. Congratulations. I mean, I feel like there's not much more I can say on that except just how fantastic and thank you for sharing. I also put up a poll on the Instagram and I asked... Do you feel like there is a pressure to look and feel like your life is together in your 20s? So to look like you've got everything going exactly the way it should be. And 100% of you said yes. And the worst part is, is I'm not even surprised. Because I think it is just an objective fact. And the fact that that is true is one of the reasons I wanted to make this podcast. Because I want to shatter that image that everyone has everything together. I look at so many other people, whether it's through Instagram or people I know in my real life, and all I see is their successes. And I go, wow, look at that. That's amazing. They have this and they have that. And it's not that I'm like fully jealous or bitter, but I think it naturally sparks off that little comparative voice in my head that's going, oh, but you don't have that yet. And it kind of makes me feel a little bit, you know, like, like, I, like everyone else has it together and I don't. So I look at all the people in my life that are around my age and I think they all seem like they have it together most of the time, whether it's through Instagram and I'm seeing, you know, just snapshots of their life or my friends that are maybe in, you know, what I would call a proper grown-up job and they're in really regular employment and I'm here self-employed, you know, never knowing how much money I'm going to make a month. And that makes me instantly go, well, I, I don't have my shit together. But I'm sure they look at me and they go, wow, you know, Anna lives by herself She's starting a podcast. Wow, she's got everything sorted. She's in a happy relationship. And I think that's really important to remember that when you are looking at these other people and you're comparing yourself in your mind, they're probably looking at you and just looking at the things that you have that they maybe haven't got under wraps yet. And you never know what someone is dealing with behind closed doors. You never know. Especially if you're only seeing glimpses of it through social media because who's posting anything but their highlights reel these days? You know what makes me feel better? I want to talk about this timeline. So I'm hoping you guys understand what I mean when I say this invisible timeline, but I think it's such a thing. Do you ever say to yourself in your head, oh, by the time I'm 30, I will have done this? It's like all of those expectations we had earlier. I love setting goals and I think it can be a really useful tool saying having like a five-year goal a two-year goal a one-year goal that's what new year's resolutions are all about isn't it you know you'll go oh this year I'm gonna do this consistently or I'm gonna learn mandarin or something like that 
And I think those things can be really motivating and really positive, but I think at the same time, it has the tendency to get really dangerous because you put this pressure on yourself to achieve all these things. And if you don't, you're going to feel like a failure, or at least that's what I feel like. I think healthy goal setting is amazing. And if it works for you, it works for you. But if it doesn't work for you, don't set a new year's resolution. Don't do those things. Don't write out your, your plan. You've got to find what's right for you and what works for your mindset. And I'm going to do a whole episode on journaling and manifestation and things like that. Cause it's something that I have really learned a lot about in the past year or so, or I've got really into, I'm definitely not an expert, but I find it really fun and really fascinating. So I'd love to chat to you guys more about that. Let me know um, via Instagram if that's something you'd be interested in hearing and let me know about your own personal experiences with manifesting or journaling because I think I really do think that the mind is a really powerful tool and that you can shape your life or at least improve your life through those tools through manifesting and journaling however I do think it's all about approaching it with the right mindset So about the timeline, if you've watched Friends, you'll know what I mean when I say this. There's an episode where Rachel is sat at her 30th birthday party and she's dating Tag, who's like the younger boyfriend that she has. And someone asks her a question about, you know, what's next? And she goes, she's talking about marriage and babies. And she goes, oh, well, you know, it's I'm doing fine. I'm on track for my timeline because, you know, I want to be married by the time I'm, I want to have kids by the time I'm 35 so I want to be married for a year before I have kids and I'm going to need at least a year to plan the wedding and I want to know the guy for a year before we get engaged so that means I'll need to know the guy by the time I'm 30 and by the end of that little um monologue she sort of looks over to the younger boyfriend she goes oh my god that's not who I want to be with that's not who I want to marry and I'm 30 and I'm with him so I'm behind schedule and you see this panic start to go and in reality, that might have been the right choice for her and she does end that relationship. But she was happy in that moment with that, with that man. And I think there's a lot of pressure to live for the future versus living in the moment. And I'm not very good at living in the moment, but I'm trying to learn. As they say, the, what is it? The past is gone. The future is coming. The present is a gift. The gift is now is a gift that's why I called the present I really mobbled that up but whatever the saying is whatever it is is the now is a gift that's why it's called the present and I think if you're happy in your life right now and you feel like you are taking steps to continue that contentment and that happiness take the pressure off get rid of that timeline you don't have to do anything by a certain time there is a certain societal norm yes that people want to be married by the time they're 30 I don't know why that is I feel that pressure I'm like yeah sure I want to do this by the time I'm 30 I want to do that and maybe you know for certain reasons there might be if you want children there might be a biological pressure to have them by a certain point but the technology is getting so much better you know there's way more fertility treatment if that's your concern there's loads more medical work going on so just and also you don't need to be in a relationship to have a baby if you don't want to I know lots of people through, I don't know them personally, but I've seen lots of people on social media, you know, freezing eggs to have their own baby through a sperm donor by themselves. So if, if being a mum, say you're a woman or a person who wants to be a mum and you know that that is the path for you and that you want to do that, I think that's amazing. And I wish I was that certain about anything. That's the other thing. With the timeline, you feel like you should know exactly when you want to do everything. All I know 
in my life, for example, with the kids, all I know is that I am not ready for kids now. I don't know if I'll ever feel ready for kids. I feel like I used to think, yeah, I know I want them by this age. As I said before, I was like, yeah, I want kids by 30. I want to be married at 25. I'm now at that point, And all I know is now is not the time. And that's okay. And I stress myself out a little bit going, you need to make your mind up. You need to decide when you want to do these things by. You need to know. And no amount of willing myself to make a decision is going to help. I truly think with certain things, you're just going to know. You're just going to know and trust your gut and trust your intuition and allow yourself to make mistakes. If you quit a job and you go, well, maybe actually I shouldn't have quit that. Apply for a similar one. But you learned something from that mistake. So surely it was valuable anyway. And just quickly referring back to that little Friends reference, it makes me feel a lot better when I realise that in that first ever pilot episode of Friends, Rachel is meant to be like 24, Joey's like 25, they're all mid-twenties, and Rachel's running in in a wedding dress, having left the man at the altar that she thought she was going to marry, and, you know, then for the next few seasons, she's working in a coffee shop, and... That just shows, you know, I look at these characters and I grew up watching Friends every night when I came home from school. It was always on. So I would always watch it, never in order. And I've watched it again as an adult all the way through properly. And I look at those characters and I know they're fictional, but they're so well written and it's so real. And it just shows that these characters all went on their own journeys. Some of them were in the careers they wanted to be in from that first episode. And others, like Rachel, worked in a coffee shop and had never had a job before. So... It just shows you do not have to be where you want to be right now. You're allowed to know where you want to be and you're allowed to want to get there. You're allowed to feel impatient, but your journey is part of the fun. So just relax, enjoy it. You're going to be okay. To wrap up this episode, I just wanted to say that I had a real life sort of sobering 20s experience the other day. So it was my boyfriend's birthday the other weekend. Yes, I'm dating a Sagittarius man. You can't choose who you love, okay? <laughs> I'm joking with the Sagittarius slander. Number one, I actually don't really know anything about star signs, but apparently I saw a load of stuff on TikTok about how Sagittarius men are dangerous, so maybe I need to watch out. And number two, most of my female friends, or a lot of my close female friends, are... Sagittarius is so maybe maybe we're compatible I'm a Taurus if anyone knows what they're talking about and you think we're compatible let me know if you don't think we're compatible mind your business <laughs> I don't want to know I don't want to know um and he turned to me the night before his birthday and we'd had such a nice evening I'd decorated the whole flat I'd baked a little cake a little tiramisu brownie thing I've got so much of that left to get through and he just went he said I feel really sad and I feel like I should have accomplished more by now. And I think that was the real catalyst for starting with this episode, with this podcast, because we've all felt that, or at least I have. I can guarantee you from all the messages that I've had that we've all felt that. And the fact that we all feel it, surely that tells us we're all doing fine. We're fine. Everyone feels that way. You are not alone. And if you feel super accomplished at this age that is incredible and I really really hope that the rest of us can meet you in that place but you are not a failure you do not need to accomplish more you are doing just fine and I look at him and all I see are his amazing achievements he's just finished a UK tour as a leading man that is a a dream contract for me not as a leading man but I would love to do a UK tour I would love to have 
a great performing credit. I would love to take that next step in my career and he's done that but he still feels like he hasn't done enough and it's always the next thing and I think that's a real thing that is forced on our generation it's like okay I've ticked that box off now what we're allowed to just look at ourselves and go I did great I did a great job at that and I guarantee you if you start talking to yourself that way your mental health will improve I've started doing this I've started trying to reframe negative thoughts every time they pop into my head because I don't think I'm actually a naturally positive person if I'm honest, I think I have to work really hard to be positive. I have to work on gratitude. I write out three things I'm grateful for daily. I will talk more about this in another episode. I don't want to give you all of my content before another week, but I think just know that if you feel that way, you are not alone and that everyone else is looking at you and cheering you on. At least I am. I know I am. I'm so, so grateful for all of you guys for listening today if you have any questions, please head on over to the Instagram. If you have anything you'd like to hear me talk about, head on over to the Instagram. If you have any dilemmas, let me know. If you've got any weekly wins, let me know. Or any weekly fails. I definitely want to laugh at some weekly fails. Um, my weekly fail this week, just to keep it real with you guys, I have let my washing pile up so much that I have a big pile of like half clean, half not clothes just on my floor. So just remember that. Like... People might look like they've got it all together. I'm sat here recording my podcast when really I should be doing my washing. And that is real life 20s shit for you. Anyway, guys, I'm going to wrap up this episode here. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope to see you again next week. We're going to have a new episode every Wednesday. They'll release at midnight on the Tuesday. So whether you're listening in the car on your way to work, whether you're listening while you're doing your clothes washing that I should be doing, or whether you're listening while you clean your house or while you walk somewhere, or just sitting and listening, I really appreciate each and every one of you, and I hope you have enjoyed this episode. I'm going to leave you to it now. Bye!